In 2020, the world was plunged into the global coronavirus pandemic. During this time, I hosted a weekly lockdown coaching series to support people in any way that I could to manage the spiritual, mental and emotional strain we were all going through. These episodes are from that time. Today I'm talking about your shadow and the role that it plays in your relationship and that when it plays out in an unworkable way, what can you do about it? Hello lovelies. So uh, I put a post on today that's gotten quite a big response uh, around the shadow. You know, you can't ever run from your shadow, but you can invite it to dance. And the shadow never ceases to... uh, really amaze people and interest people and uh, people always just want to know more and more and more about the shadow. Um, So I thought let me talk a little bit about that today. So I think uh, a lot of you are experiencing, especially if you're staying in lockdown with your partner, um, a lot of uh, deeper shadow stuff is starting to emerge throughout lockdown. And you will really experience your shadow in the greatest way in your relationships. And when you are in lockdown and you can't get away um, and you can't just keep using the same avoidance techniques to not be facing the stuff that's going on, you're going to come face to face with your shadow quite big time during lockdown. And I think a lot of you are. And I think a lot of the fear and a lot of the anxiety and a lot of the stress going on with a lot of people through lockdown is, is a lot of their shadow stuff. So what is the shadow? For those of you who've worked with me before, you're going to know a lot of this, but I'm just going to go through it all over again. The shadow is basically the stuff within us that we disown about ourselves. Our shadow self are all of those characteristics and all of those aspects within us that we don't want to own, that we reject, that we suppress, and that we walk away from pretending we are not that thing. And this happens throughout our childhood. You know, creating the shadow happens in childhood because all you want in childhood is the absolute approval of the parents or the caregivers or the teachers. And, um, and you're going to do whatever you can to ensure that you're getting the happy face from them at all times and the acknowledgement and the acceptance at all time. So just briefly, you know, if you do something when you're younger that gets met with disapproval or rejection, it then becomes a part of you that you're going to disapprove of and reject within yourself because you're so fearful of what the reaction could be again if you reveal that part of yourself that it's just safer to keep it locked away and you don't reveal that stuff. So we go into a real kind of um, uh, culling of ourself when we were younger um, to only bring forth the parts of ourselves that people like that people acknowledge, that people approve of, that get the happy faces. And the people who give us the unhappy faces or the rejection or the judgment or the reactions, we learn to shut that side of ourselves down. And any of you, uh, I mean, I I would hope that all of you can relate to this in your own childhoods, but especially those of you who are parents and you can see it happening with your own kids, um, that they'll hear that tone of voice with you um, and suddenly they get all very scared and shut down and and disconnect or, or they'll see that you're open and then they they kind of blossom and they come forward and they engage a lot more so your shadow is the 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 kind of collection of all of the aspects of yourself that you have rejected throughout your life and why it's a problem is because basically you are completely rejecting half of who you are you know you're rejecting you 
and it is the, the, the biggest fear we have is rejection and uh, and when it comes to relationships especially our intimate relationships we just don't want to be rejected here's the problem though is that you can't be in any kind of authentic real open honest giving a live relationship if you are not bringing all of who you are to that relationship and if you are in your relationship acting and when I say acting I don't mean you're pretending I mean putting forward a role of who you are in the world in the hopes that your partner will stay in love with you and will like you and want to be with you longer whilst keeping your shadow stuff suppressed and hidden please don't convince yourselves that that's never going to emerge in your relationship your partner is going to end up seeing that stuff um, and you know when I work with couples and they come and see me uh, the, the phrase they use is well this is where the cracks begin to show is we get, I begin to see a part of my partner or I begin to see a behavior or personality that was never there before no it was always there it was just in suppression and over time in relationship we start getting comfortable with each other and we start trusting each other enough to be able to reveal those parts of ourselves we've kept hidden for a very long time and that for me is when relationships can really grow and thrive and become something so much more if you are willing to bring forward that part of your the, those hidden things when people say you know why, why why is it is it worth doing shadow work why do we need to investigate these parts of ourselves why do we have to bring them out because you're living a half-life if you don't because you are relying on a half version of yourself to be able to handle all of the events of your life and all of the relationships of your life in a half way because maybe the suppressed aspects of yourself are far more capable of dealing with the life events in your life and the relationships in your life, but you keep them suppressed so they don't get a chance to kind of be a part of the gang, so to speak, to help you handle all of the stuff that's going on. So people get confused with this. Let me see if I can be clearer. We all know the nice girls and the nice guys, you know, the nice ones who, who will just do anything for you and they say yes all the time and they, they always put you first and they'll make sure everybody else's needs are, you know, addressed before their own. The word bitch is not a word you'd use to describe a nice girl, you know, she's nice, she's polite and she's sweet and she's accommodating. But here's the problem with the nice girl is that she has absolutely no boundaries. And the nice girl very often becomes a doormat because she just says yes all the time, even when she wants to say no. And she appeases everybody else's needs before her own. And she's there to make her partner happy and her kids happy and her boss happy and her colleagues happy. So she ends up giving more when really she, she doesn't want to, but she doesn't know how to say no because she doesn't have any boundaries. Now, if people are constantly violating your boundaries, sometimes it is required to bring forward quite a, a, a strong aspect of yourself in order to put that boundary back in place. Now, somebody would maybe use a word, bitch, to describe someone who gets a bit tough in putting a boundary in place. If that's the word you wanted to use, great. You know, there's lots of other words you could use, but let's use the example of the nice girl. If that just one too many times her boss has crossed the line with her, one too many times her partner has violated a boundary with her and she can't take it anymore and a part of her emerges to kind of go like, I'm done, don't ever speak to me like that again, don't ever treat me like that again, she's using a tone of voice, she's using a physical body language and she's using a behavior that she's probably never used before. And that is when she is engaging a different aspect of herself that has to put a boundary in place because her nice girl isn't capable of doing it. So other people would say, oh, you know, she's having a nervous breakdown. Oh my God, what's going on with her? Is everything fine? 
of course everything is fine. She's just finding out that she's actually made off far more than she thought she was when she's willing to engage the stuff that she thought was so bad. So shadow work and the shadow coaching that I do um, is, is, is about introducing you back to those shadow aspects within yourself. You know, they are all absolutely fantastic. All of them are there to serve you in certain life circumstances. All of them are there to aid you and to bring a gift into your life if you recognize them, look at them, engage them, embrace them, and integrate them into your whole. So when you are in a relationship and why people are struggling so much in lockdown at the moment is you just kind of keep bringing the same version of yourself to your relationship, expecting a different result. You keep engaging conflict in the same way. You keep engaging intimacy in the same way. You keep engaging meal times. I don't know, list, list it. You know, everything you're doing with your partner is the same way, the same version of yourself again and again. But this fear-based stuff and this anxiety stuff that's going on with us is really your shadow wanting to emerge. You know, it's all that stuff that you haven't been looking at or facing in your life that now needs a bit of attention. And the way that you can identify this is to see what is triggering you in other people's behaviors. So uh, when you are triggered by an external event or another person, that is a huge indicator of what shadow aspect in yourself you are not looking at. So if you are really triggered by somebody's ignorance, somebody talking on the news and you think that just they're so ignorant about this whole thing and it's really triggering you and getting a reaction in you, then ignorance is your shadow aspect that you need to work on because where in your life are you being ignorant? And of course, everybody's response is, but I'm not being ignorant. I'm not ignorant. You know, you're going to total defensiveness. That's another clue that you're disowning your shadows when you're completely defensive. So think about the things you would never want people to say about you. If somebody was describing you, what words would you never want them to use to describe you? And therein lies a bit of your work. Why wouldn't you want people to see you as that? What is wrong with being that? You know, what is wrong with being ignorant? What is wrong with being stupid? What is wrong with being mean? What is wrong with being selfish? Think of all the traits that trigger you in other people and and then look at where you're not owning that stuff about yourself. So it's a big idea, shadow work. But um, I think in your partnerships during lockdown, have a look at where you're pointing your finger at your partner a lot in their behavior. They being so lazy. They being so unhelpful. They being so self-absorbed. They being so unconscious. Whatever's coming up for you about your partner during lockdown is the mirror of what you are not looking at within yourself. And guys, sometimes the um, the relationship isn't directly with the person who's bringing up that behavior for you. In other words, if you feel that your partner is being selfish and it's triggering you, your selfishness may not be directly related to your partner. Your selfishness may be in other areas of your life. Maybe you're being selfish with a coworker by not doing the work you said you do. You know, maybe you're being a bit selfish with your time, not making it available to your family. So, so just pay attention to where um, you're being triggered and look to see where you are, are bringing that stuff, um, where, where you are not uh, facing that stuff in your own life. So another good question, do the triggers ever go away? No, they don't. <laughs> you know, there's, there's so many uh, shadow aspects that we have. I don't feel that we ever work through all of them. So shadows will present themselves for the for your life you know they're always going to present but i just see them as a huge gift for you to really look at oh there's some more work i need to do on my life that i wasn't paying attention to so yes your triggers are the the kind of red alarm bell that tells you that you need to start paying attention to your own behavior to doing your own work 
of course, the triggers get less. The, the, they get much less and your reactiveness gets a lot less. Um, but they will always be there because you're not paying attention and because most of us live in an unconscious way. So that's your shadow. Uh, yeah, get, send me any questions if you're not clear about any of that. Um, as always, uh, I highly recommend my favorite person, Debbie Ford's books. If, if shadow is something that intrigues you and you really want to do work on yourself, um, then, then go and get this book. So Debbie Ford, The Secret of the Shadow. It's the most amazing book. She is the most amazing. She was the most amazing human being, did the most incredible work. Um, and, uh, and investigate your shadow a bit. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I'm Leah Seifor and you've been listening to the Get Real podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. If you felt inspired by today's episode, then please subscribe, rate and share this podcast. Thanks for listening. And until we meet again, keep it real. Keep it real.